Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the SC Report. It is the round 23 preview. And I don't know how to introduce my uh, co-host tonight. He's uh, effectively taking the piss out of Supercoach right now. He's thrown in the towel. He's done. Disgusted with himself. He's uh, making a very odd captain choice for the remaining game. Scored under 1,200 for the weekend. Welcome, JT. <laughs> what an intro, hey? Oh, yeah, haven't we all? We've all been there, mate. Like, NRL season's an absolute stinker. Look at how the Cowboys are going. Super coach likewise for me. Like, whatever. Three more rounds to go. What's what's the worst that can happen? You talk about my captain choice. He's locked in. You're throwing, the, you're, you're throwing the, the toys out of the The cop, minute though. he hits 100 somehow is the minute I just champ the lot of you. I always knew Michael Morgan would come through. Just took a bit of solid faith, sticking true uh, to my beliefs, and we get there. But anyway, as you said, throwing so, the towel. So we're not even going to discuss the Wednesday night podcast <laughs> battle anymore because... <laughs> Did we? Because, because, it's not in writing. We never because, had in Because... Yeah, it's not even fair anymore. So uh, that's over. Uh, and uh, thanks, JT, for, Team effort. Uh, for losing Team that one. Team effort, Appreciate mate. It. Why couldn't you be number one? Yeah, would you, actually, would you, if you were sitting at the top of the ladder and I was where I am, would we be beating them Wouldn't still? make a difference. Have I been that Wouldn't bad? make a difference. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't make a difference. It's all been fun. All right. So that one stake bet is done and dusted, which is the Joe Tappany one. He unfortunately got... Injured on the weekend. Uh, he was getting close, uh, yeah, but congratulations, point. JT. That's one crumb steak for you. Ah, oh, yes. Can we just briefly talk about that? Crumb steak versus just your normal city slicking bloody medium rare business. Absolutely. If you've never been north of, say, Gympie and tried a, a genuine North Queensland crumb steak, you're doing yourself a disservice. That's what I want uh, for this steak bet that I've, I've been successful at, among many others this week, this year. So... Look forward to that. Johnny Ringo's, here we come. Okay, let's jump into the round 22 wrap. So you obviously write the weekend roundup uh, each round. A fantastic summary of the weekend was from a super coach perspective. And you cover off on all the rockers, the shockers, and the floppers from the round. We thought we might just run through those quickly. Um, and we're going to be talking in more detail about a few of these guys. But um, which one really stood out for you as a rocker? Um, Mate, Manu Mo, yep. easy. And I don't own him, so that was difficult to watch. But he he's goes quite high. You've seen a lot of his games this year. He's sat around that 70 to 80 point mark, which is huge for him and hugely consistent. Comes up against the Titans and just steamrolls him, scores a try, sets up another. Just They couldn't tackle him. Uh, he's offloading at will. So he absolutely went to town. If you've got him stuck in your center wing, as good teams should and as I don't, then you're absolutely sitting pretty after that Friday game. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's the story of my year. So he was 130-odd, absolute gun for the week, and that's been building for a while. So two guys there for me, um, Turbo and also Haas as well. They were my vice my vice captain and captain options for the weekend. Mm. Thankfully, about 10 minutes before kickoff, just went nuts, stuff it. Turbo, back at Brookfell, he's going to turn up, and he did. Um, but then uh, Payton came out the night after and just went bang with a fantastic solo try. Um, 110 points. Uh, what more could you want from your two number one guys on the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing more to be said. Haas, genuine super coach gun. Um, definitely kept it up all year, which you don't often see with big forwards like that. So more power to him. So continuing on with the um, the good performance of the weekend, let's jump into the Shockers. Uh, two Broncos boys are there, Asako and Stag. So Stag's had a bit of a down week, was traded out of many a side. Um, a down in- month. He's been, apart from that Titans game where he carved him up in those few plays, he's been quite down, lost the goal kicking, and then out of nowhere, no one's playing him. What, so you're also saying the Bulldogs game was a down game as well? What did he score then? Jeez, I don't know. All this well, he scored at 90, and then he went big against the Titans, and he scored 50 versus oh, the Storm. The yeah, but even between he's only that, he's, he's only down. Even... Oh, just, just listen here. I think his only down game was the Cowboys. Somehow, well, that was, as we said, that was the worst game um, probably of the year. Mm. Um, but Sarko has been pretty good over the last um, month or so as well. He's been, he seems to be scoring a lot more tries than Corey Oates. Yeah, he's definitely bounced back after he had that mid-season uh, break for some mental health issues. So he's come roaring back in. He's got the goal-kicking back as Sarko. And yeah, for a guy that was so highly owned last year, he's fallen well off the radar. But jumping into genuine pod territory at this stage of the year. So for the floppers, um, Sivo. So thankfully, I don't own him. Um, <laughs> but he was a, probably one of, well, the only Eel that you own that played on the weekend. Yeah, the, well, no, I played Gutho <laughs> as well. Oh, Gutho. And uh, Gutho didn't make the He should the flop. be a flopper as well. He didn't make the flopper list. He did crack 50-odd. I think it maybe got downgraded. But yeah, Mike Acevo, my like, big... I had the VC on him as well. So that just shows how... Sorry, Micah, I, I did that to you. But he had a try disallowed. Like he pulled or shouldered the other chaser and got it taken off. So it was just a horrible night for him. So whatever, that was the difference. I had Sevo, everyone else had Mo, whatever. And Jazz Hands finally had a down weekend. Yeah, yeah got the sin bin in, what, the 60th minute. Um, the shoulder to the back of Kronk. So finally caught up with him. So like the week before, he was still playing hooker. He didn't get through as much work, but he scored that try in like mm. five minutes to go. So he so played 60 minutes even with the sin bin. Yeah, so I think he was going for the full 80 by the looks anyway. But then he just didn't get allowed back on. Kearney must have just gone up. Your your Arvo's done uh, after what you did. So he yeah, didn't see out the game. So he's been, he moves to lock this weekend. We'll talk about him a little bit later. And then just to, to round it out for the floppers, uh, and we'll talk about him in a little bit more detail later on too, but Jake Tvojevic, mm. um, shocking. Yeah, it was, I think a lot of people were going either Matto or Gerbo last week in that Thursday game. And if you went Matto, he got a 65, solid. Gerbo, on the other hand, just shovels the ball on. His runs are so ineffective this year. He just gets it flat-footed. So very uh, yeah, interesting prospect because a lot of people own this bloke. So we'll get to him. Let's move to the first game of uh, round 23 and our round 23 preview Um the, the Eels versus the Bulldogs at Bank West. So I think um, a couple of, maybe not even a couple of months ago, but even a few weeks ago, we would have been looking at this game as a uh, potential smorgasbord for the mm. Eels players. But it 
the dogs have really turned this around. They've won the three of the last five, I think. Um, and even just last weekend were Supercoach killers. Um, the Eels, of course, are Bank West, which they score very, very well. So it's going to be hard to leave any of their players out. But a guy that I will be leaving out this week, I've had enough, yeah. Clint Gutherson. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's definitely one that's been down for a while. And we, his game's against the Titans. He's got this one here. The fact, you got him in there for a reason. It was this good run home. Everyone talked about it. Everyone knows what Gutho can do in the game. And I don't know. But you know what? I'm playing him this week. Stuff it. I don't care. I'm of course just, you would. Yep, easy. Why not? Go on the pods. Yeah, so it was scores of 33, 56, and 47 in the past three weeks. There's been plenty of attack there, too. It's just that he's spending about 20 minutes a game at hooker. Mm. Um, they're running with the same bench this weekend. I just can't play him. He's not getting through enough base. Um, he'll be sitting on my pine, and I don't think I can play him for the rest of the year. For the Bulldogs, there's two players of interest here to talk to. Um, Aiden Tolman also, uh, Corey Herrera at Nara. Um, I think Tolman, well, if you even just have a look at what he's done, but three round average is 68. Um, I think the Eels are considered the most amount of props this season. So you you just can't, Leave him out of your side if you if you do own him, but very few do. Yeah, that's it. He's always that buy round option, and then everyone flicks him for a more seasoned gun in the run home. But yeah, he's definitely been holding his own there, despite Dylan Napa still being in that rotation. And then CHN three round average is sixty seven. Uh, he's proven to be a pretty valuable centre wing pot option at the moment. But the Eels do or have conceded the least amount of points to left edge second row forwards this year. So on that basis, would you keep him in your centre wing? Yeah, if you still have him, like by all means, yeah. Look at how he strolled across the line. They fed him the ball um, in handy position last week. So, I don't know. He's got that attacking stat game. He looks in decent form, so I'd be playing him. Moving along to the Friday night game, Cowboys versus the Panthers. What's going on with Jason Town Malolo? Well, that's it. We all, the only way I can really see him cracking this side is if Matt Scott, who unfortunately this week has, has uh, suffered a stroke on Sunday and looks like his uh, season and therefore career is potentially done. Um, the only reason I could think that the Cowboys would want to rush Tamalolo back at this stage of the year with the whole thing gone would have been to play out the year with Matt Scott. The fact that that's now done... Or for suggests, Paul Green to keep his job. Well, I think at this stage uh, season... Speaks for itself, so I don't think any last-minute wins are going to salvage uh, much in the way there for him. So, uh, yeah, I can't see them wanting to rush Lolo back. It, it seems a bit of an, a weird injury. They come out and say it's either going to be short-term or long-term, and if that's it, that just don't risk him. Even as a Cowboys fan, like he's got the World Cup nines at the end of the year and all that, I wouldn't be wasting him. So you excited for the, the latest segment on uh, the podcast, JT? What's the latest segment on the podcast, Wenin? Morgo Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's been Morgo Watch since round one for me, mate. So can you please explain to the listeners why we're going to be watching Morgo very closely for the next three weeks? Well, I locked him in as captain last week and that didn't work. So surely over the next three weeks, he's going to get at least one decent score and then I can crow it over everyone. Just love the fact that I've got you on the podcast this year. <laughs> this is what you're paying me for, man. <laughs> but that's it. Like, I don't know. My season's done. So I figured like, whatever, I'll have a bit of a laugh. Um, back one of my boys. The worst thing is when your team is getting absolutely tailed up and your captain, your pod captain in this case, just goes absolutely shit as well. Yeah, what then, a day, what an hour. Then you just leave WhatsApp groups. Oh, mate, I'd had enough. Oh, I was so over it, the horrible day, football-wise. You're champing me, giving me grief. So anyway, this week, I'll be redeemed. Well, I'm only, I'm only champing you because you're making me look like an idiot. 
That's also the side benefit. I am an idiot. So terribly. That's it. You entered this bet. So anyway, move on. Michael Morgan watched this week. Comes up against the Panthers. Game in Townsville where he generally performs a lot better super coach wise. He's been down for, for quite a while coming back from all these head knocks. So this is the week for sure. So for the Panthers, uh, they've got a couple of interesting um, changes. And the one just to highlight it is that Josh Mansour has been, or has been mm. dropped. So um, that's a little bit surprising, although he hasn't been playing as well over the past few weeks as what he did for about a, a month worth of time. Um, one of the players that I did raise in the, the team's analysis of being a player of interest was Brian Toa. Um, and I really do think of that because of the, the fact that the Cowboys have been conceding plenty of, of points down the right-hand side uh, or to right side of players. But just having a look at the, um, the current positions versus average as they stand right now, in fact, um, when, you, when you look at what they've conceded to, to right wingers this season, it's only been 43 points per game, which is um, not as bad as what I first thought. Oh, it's because their second rowers stroll through, the centers stroll through. The wingers just surplus to requirements against the boys, unfortunately. But this week, though, they have shifted Cohen Hess back to the bench so that I don't know what he was doing, that little trial run that Paul Green decided to move him there. Uh, we saw what happened him up against Kalen Pong. It was just ridiculous last week. So finally he's seen the light and they've put, some, put Jordan Kahu on that side. So shouldn't be as bad as last week. But if you're a toe owner, you're, fucking, you're playing him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, they have been conceding a lot more points to right centers. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a toss-up between him or Jake Javojevic for me this week. Yeah, I, I just cannot see as a Cowboys fan, our season's cooked. This What this week has done to them mentally as well just has them right for the picking. So I, I can't see much. And the way that Cleary can spread the ball out there, I, I don't see any reason you'd hold back on to. I don't see a miracle performance coming from the Cows. No, I'll be definitely playing Cleary and kick out this weekend, that's mm. for sure. Broncos versus the Rabbitohs on um, Friday night. Shapes is a pretty interesting game. Um, the, the, the Souths have been going horribly of mm. late and and the Broncos have got plenty of changes in their side they do welcome back a couple of guns um, but do lose Pangai and Turpin um, both through suspension so let's move along to the players of interest for that game we have spoken about Katoni Staggs he's definitely a player that I'd be looking at he's running gonna be running at Cole Turner um, this on Friday night so he potentially just he just keeps finding the way finding a way to to score a try. So if you if you do own him, it's pretty hard not to be starting him, particularly at Suncorp. And then you got Anthony Milford. For me, he is just a no. You just can't start him. Yeah, run like hit ups have been all over the shop. He had six one week, twelve the next, and I think he was back at nine last week. So I don't know what's going on there, but for your first grade fullback, that's just not enough base. I mean, he had a line break assist, uh, a try assist, and a try contribution last week, and scored under forty points. <laughs> Let it go, Wilfred. <laughs> like that little addition on Milf's run sheet there. Absolutely, Wilf. Let him go, and then watch him turn up. So for the Rabbitohs, you got Sam Burgess, who um, looks to be facing a bit of a battle to be fit. Braden Burns drops out of the side with a hamstring injury. It's been a pretty shocking season for him on the injury front. Um, looking at players of interest there, um, Damien Cook and Cameron Murray. Mm. Yeah, Cook's been so quiet lately. Uh, he's just gets through the work and he's doing a lot of tackling. He's still scoring points though. Scoring points and he always will because he's an 80-minute hooker that just gets in and does tough stuff. But in terms of his creativity, and it just seems a bit stifled. Like last he's not getting week, as many attacking sets. No, and last week they took three penalty goals against the Bulldogs mm. and that was all the points that they scored. So every time they had a genuine attacking opportunity, they just went the conservative route. 
So that completely wiped any chance that Cook had of creating something. So Cameron Murray, um, last weekend, he played under 60 minutes uh, and couldn't find any attacks. He scored, I think, 56 points. Um, what do we think? If, is he a start this week? I think so. Just a genuine super coach gun. You look at the way he plays, he only needs that. And he'll find that one or two attacking stats a game. Yep. Like last week was a down week. But we saw what he did at the start of the year when he was playing in the 50s in terms of minutes. He can just yeah burst the team through the middle out of nowhere and, and rack them up. So, yeah, for the sake that he can go so large and he's got such a high ceiling, you'd be playing him. Yeah, absolutely. So the Broncos have conceded 55 points per game to Locks this year. Interestingly, he's had scores of 35 and 40 against them last year, but both of those were sub-45-minute games. So you can effectively just ignore his output against them last year. Let's move to Saturday, the Sharks versus the Warriors at Shark Park. Um, the Warriors are coming off a really bad beating against the Roosters, while um, the Sharks are coming off a you know a um, not not a very convincing win against yep. the Dragons at home. Um, Couple of players there of interest for the Sharks. First is Bronson Sherry, Shark Park, averaging over sixty points per game. The Dragons, uh, sorry, the uh, the Warriors conceding a heap of points to to left centers. Start him um, absolutely. Uh, the other player there for me is probably Andrew Fafita. He comes back into the side. Um, is he still a non-playing reserve for you? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll save this for the end because I think the end of this podcast we're going to do uh, Pimp My Team with my one last trade and it's uh, got a bit of Andrew Fafita flavour to it. Mate, I've got an idea for you. At this Delete. stage, <laughs> at this stage I, am, uh, I would be sitting Andrew Fafita based on what we saw those couple of weeks um, prior to his most recent knee injury where he just come, came off the bench for 40-odd minutes, didn't do much. Um, it didn't go as explosive as we thought he would. So for me, if you've got a decent option there uh, wouldn't be bothering so for the Warriors um, they've got a, a couple of really key or interesting players um, that are quite high up in or not high up in the in the ownership but have been uh, quite well performing quite well I'd say over the last couple of months the first is Jazz Tavanga and the other is Ken Malmalo so both of those had down weeks last weekend um, are you expecting them to bounce back well, the fact that Tavanga's now moved back to lock says to me, you saw his form there um, prior to him moving to hooker. Like you, It's almost a no-brainer this day to be. He just has the work rate to get through uh, so much in his time out there. And you'd be a bit fired up getting the sin bin and then getting essentially hooked by a coach. He'll be up for a big game this time. So he has a 73 points per game average uh, in five games at lock this year, and he's a pretty big chance of playing um, sizable minutes with Cody Nikarima named on the bench as mm. well. Uh, Kem Malmalo, so um, I did start him last week and also the week before, and if you have a look at his scores, I'm just going to read it out to you now. It's 104, 52, 91, 45, 95, 45. So you can just... you can. You don't have to be a genius to, to guess which there of the weeks that we pattern, yeah which of the weeks Ooh. that he's scoring tries and which ones he's not. Now the worrying um, the worrying thing for me this weekend is that the Sharks have only conceded thirty seven points per game to left wingers. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. But we know what Mamalo can do. So last week was obviously just a write off on on all fronts for the Warriors. He barely got any ball out there. He just made some runs out of his own end. I think got a line break assist coming off a kick return. Yep, that was pretty much it. But he's such a prolific try scorer, and if they're going to do anything, it comes down his edge generally. Did you know that they had more possession than the Roosters last weekend? That's pretty remarkable. Because I was most of the time they were behind the try line. <laughs> because I was trying to um, to check it out to see why he 
um, had so few runs. I think he only had 17 compared to 22 the week before. Which is still still handy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought, thought that was quite surprising. Jeez, and six points to come out of it. Just shows you where the Roosters are in this competition. Mate, they're flying at the moment. Um, they had a little bit of a down turn it towards the, the middle of the season we with Origin and Life. The Cowboys beat you them did. post-Origin. You did. Uh, somehow. Somehow held on. That's, anyway. That's, that's incredible. It's rugby league. It's rugby league. Player of interest, though. One guy I want to mention. This is probably just a story of the year kind of thing. Sean Johnson. So everyone's seen this guy's absolutely carving up. Um, did he even get a try assist last week? He had something pulled back off Yeah, him. no, he got taken off and given yeah. to Matt Moylan. And I think so, even outside of that, didn't have those usual attacking stats. Still got a 60-odd, mm. something like that, which is just incredible. But take you back to the middle of the year, um, looking at an origin player from the Sharks. I had either Sean Johnson or Matt Moylan. Um, oh, yeah. Who do you think I bloody went for? You still then, own Moylan. I, I don't still own him, but he, he's gone. It would have been handy having that try assist mm-hmm. last week. But yeah, anyway, that's that's where I went. And I said, no, I can't pick SJ because I don't want too many sharks in there. So absolutely bottled it. Picked the wrong one. That's story of the year. But anyway. Lol. Yep. But SJ, again, like he's just in rare form at the moment. Yep. He seems to be directing that side around. He's finally clicked. And he wasn't playing consistently at the start of the year, but that's not the case. Comes up against his old side this week. Exactly. Well. That'll be a big uh, his emotional sort of affair. He's already had that game in New Zealand, but this is at Shark Park. Vocal crowd behind him. Uh, big game coming up. So him. what are your thoughts on, uh, just to, to round out Mamalo, will you be playing him this weekend? No. Playing Gutho over him. Really? Yeah. Right. Why not? Hey? The road less travelled. So he'll be coming up against Fecky. Um, who knows? I think he just he's... As you, you pointed out, he scores um, too many tries to to ignore him, and he's not your average left winger as well. Mm. I didn't play him last week, and I got that 38. So law of averages, I'm not playing him this week. He'll get 100. Yeah. So if you're listening, um, yeah. Let's move to the 5.30 game on the Saturday, Tigers versus the Knights. Um, only really one player of interest here for me for the Tigers, and that's Ryan Madison. So um, I have said in my team's analysis, tax, death, and 60 points from Maddo <laughs> at lock. Yeah. Despite the 60 minutes, so he gets dragged off at that stage. But by then, he's already gone through a chunk of work. Just missing that attacking stat that he was getting on the edge uh, to the start and through the middle of the year, that's dried up a little bit. But for me, he's, um, yeah, as you said, quite a safe option there. When you've got guys like Cameron Murray around him who've got such the high ceiling. Or Jake Dubovic as well. And Gerbo, that's a safe, safe bet for you. So lock that 60 points in yep. and, and work around that with... The higher ceiling guys. Now, I was thinking about starting him definitely, particularly after just watching him rack up the base stats last week. But the Knights have conceded um, the least amount of points to lock forwards this year. And in fact, they've scored under 50 points per game against them. Is that just a, an odd stat? Or like, mm. what do you what do you think? How would they drive that? I don't know. Well, they like last week was the big matchup with Tao Malolo and then he, he wasn't named. So I don't know whether it's just... Well, the fact, I haven't played a 80-minute lock or a big-minute lock, I should say, at yeah. that position or a big super coach scoring well, lock. Out of, just, outside of Tamalolo, who are the um, the well, big I mean, scoring super coach? You got Cameron Murray. Yeah, you would have said Jervo before this year. Yeah, but well, not even that. Even, so I think Jervo yeah. and Lolo is that it from a like a a dominated dominant. Like yeah, a, I mean like Nathan Brown's form. obviously been injured yep. for a long yep. part of this year. So gone are the days where you just sit and forget those. Um, Number thirteens in your super coach side, but and I might just have a, have a quick look here um, in terms of what the when we're saying some of these averages in terms of um, 
points against. Sometimes it can be a little bit misleading because perhaps just that, that position isn't scoring that well this year. And if we have a look at what locks are doing, the highest averaging lock and the positions against um, is the your boys, the Cowboys, <laughs> cool. um, 61 points per game. Have um, they come up against Tamalolo yet, though? Imagine well, if they came up against Lolo. Jesus. And if you compare that to, say, uh, second rowers, they're looking around about a 63 points mm. per game average. Um, so it is a little bit lower uh, for the lock forwards this year, and it is very, very congested. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, around about that 50 mark. So if we have a look at um, the Knights, they actually like if you're looking what they're they're producing, it's 48 points per game to lock. So it's it is clear as day that you know they are conceding, even though it is very kind of congested there. They're so much they're so underneath what the average is. Mm, that's surprising. Whether it's teams directing their attack um, outside or the uh, Knights themselves running the ball on the edges a little more than most teams, like it's an odd stat, but not one that I don't uh, that I think would sway you off locking in a Matto for a 60 this week. Let's move on to the Knights. So they've got um, one kind of big change, I'd say, with Connor Watson dropping out and Danny Levi coming into the side at hooker. So Watson, I think, is out with an MCL. Uh, I'm not sure how long he'll be. one to three. So he could miss the the rest of the game, so Mm. we'll see. Um, Two kind of players of interest there. Caelan Ponga was back to his best last week. Uh, You know, he could be set for a huge uh, weekend uh, ahead with uh, the Tigers conceding over 50 56 points per game to fullbacks this year. Yeah, so we saw what he did last week. He was just speed on the edges there. So the Tigers match up a little bit better in, in that regard this week. So I don't expect him to stroll through like he did. But he seems to be a bit of a confidence player in that game last week against the former club would have done that for him. And then Mitch Barnett, uh, who I did pick as a buy round yeah. cover and then got suspended. Yeah, that was hilarious. Fantastic. I was laughing there before, yep. before the rest of my year. But absolutely. So he, again, carved up out on the edge for against the Cowboys last week. Um, had a try, set up another. It was a day out for him. So, um, again, a, a little inflated. And he was in the Shockers this week uh, this week as well for me. So, I don't know. He's been had a few attacking stats added the last few weeks. So, very, very uh, tough to go the Barnett route, I would say, at this stage of the year. All right, we're just going to have a quick break and then come back with the final three games of the round. So let's head to the final game of the Saturday night, which is the Dragons versus the Roosters. Um, I know all the hype is about the Titans versus the Storm from a Supercoach perspective, but this could be an absolute shellacking as well. Uh, the Dragons have been conceding plenty of Supercoach points, 
this year. And uh, in particular, somebody like a James Tedesco um, could have an absolute field day with the Dragons conceding over 66 points per game to fullbacks. Mm. Roosters have just had like all these Sunday games. It's been perfect weather for them. Exactly what the likes of Teddy and Latrell need to, to carve up a side. So this game's at night. I don't know whether that's going to change anything. Dewey surface, that sort of business. But the Dragons, we saw it happened against the Titans. They got absolutely carved up. They were a little better last week against the Sharks. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get around them. But against the Roosters, the absolute form team of the comp, this could be a bloodbath. I'm going to be captaining uh, Teddy this week. Oh, it's safe. You can't see him having a quiet one. Unless, for whatever reason, the Roosters get up so much that they just take him off at the 60-minute you know, mark or something. But well, by then, you'd yeah. imagine he's probably already scored a ton. So, who knows? So, Latrell Mitchell as well as a player to uh, to watch. Uh, they've been conceding plenty of points to the left centers this year as well, the Dragons. So, if you've got him, you're also playing him. And Angus Crichton. Um, mm. So, he's got scores of 80, 74, and 100 at 101 with Boyd Cordner out of the side. Under 5% ownership, so he's a massive pod, um, but there is a risk uh, if you do bring him in now. Courtney could be back uh, any time in the next couple of weeks. Yep, and you'd imagine that shifts him right back to the bench uh, where he was for a fair chunk of the year. So if you've got him, you're flying. If you don't, then yeah, it's got to be someone else. So Takiaho is back for the Roosters as well. We just didn't mention that. Looking at the Dragons now, player of interest, the boy that I, guy that I brought in last week, Paul Vaughan, absolutely stunk it up. Um, Feel 43 points in 50 minutes compared to 90 the week before against the Titans. So that was very, very disappointing. However, the plus side is, and this is why I'm... Okay, I'm putting his hat into the ring now for you, for pimp your team. Mm. Um, the Roosters concede a lot of points up the middle. Um, Paul Vaughan uh, produced 57 points on them earlier in the year. Uh, and I can... I reckon he goes over 60 this week. Yeah. I mean, base stats, the Roosters seem to just give it up because they like, they just back their try line defense. So they'll let teams stroll up through the middle or whatever, make make those sort of big runs. Um, I can't see Vaughny grabbing an attacking stat though this week. I know he plays the Titans in the last week and maybe I'll just bite the bullet and get him in, hope for a 60 plus game and, and ride that out. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to him. But yeah, a bit of a bust last week for you there. I don't even want to talk about this next game. The Storm Ooh. versus the Titans. I don't own any Storm yeah. players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like me, it's very tempting to not even... Sunday, I'm not checking my Supercoach <laughs> score. I'm not checking anyone's. I don't want to check it. No, yeah, this is going to be, a, you would imagine, a bit of a bloodbath. Stranger things have happened. But it's at Amy Park, sunny Sunday afternoon, Gold Coast, their season's packed in, like... Oh, the way the Storm are going, they will not want to put take the foot off the throttle. And coming off a loss, that's always huge against the Storm. And those they bloody Raiders, <laughs> if the if the, if they had have won last week, the Storm, they would have had a minor imagine, premiership yeah. sewn up. Surely, multiple players would have been rested for this game. Yeah, you just know Bellum. He's like, we're not taking this easy. You're going out there and effing this, effing that. So they're going to be a hundred percent up for this. So the likes of Cameron Munster, Cameron Smith. Um, Kenny Bromwich, if you oh, still had him. God. Um, yeah. Well, that's a guy that I think you should be targeting for this round. K. Brom? Yeah. That would be a bit hilarious. I would probably break him, though. I can't do that to him in his in his run home. But, yeah, very interesting prospect there. The, the Titans, as we know, concede points all over the shop. So. Well, a couple of interesting pot options there, apart from Kenny, are the wingers. So Josh Adokar yeah. and Vunivalu, um, both conceding. Actually, down Vunivalu's... Um, wing, they've conceded the most amount of points this year. So a couple of potential pod options there for the Storm. For the Titans, don't even care. 
I don't think there's anyone here really to talk Ooh, about. Bryce Cartwright is out. Ooh. That's a shocker for Cardi owners. Jeez, just at the time of year he's ready to go. I got off that train about two months oh, ago. Boy, and also just before we go off the storm, play the Cowboys in the last round mm-hmm. at Amy Park. So I'm already trying to think of drinking games. Just for every time they break the line, bust attack, we'll score a try, whatever it is. Uh, see the season out with a bang, yeehaw! Mm. And then for the Titans, Jai Arrow has not made made an impression at all since coming back from injury. Forty seven points, fifty five minutes. Um, so he's not doing enough to um, to warrant a trade in. Juicy price next year. Yeah, but we said that we've said that before. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't know. It's an interesting. There's going to be a lot of juicy price players next year. Mm. Uh, Raiders versus the Seagulls to round out the weekend. Another fantastic game. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people will be tuning into this one after tuning out to the Storm versus the Titans. Um, for the Raiders, uh, we've spoken to death about John Bateman and co, but Josh Papali um, proving himself to be a legitimate pod option at the moment. 83 points. He scored, I think he's got um, three tries in the past four weeks. So um, that's what you want from your attacking or from your, your front row forwards, guys that can get across the line. Yeah. And he did it against the Storm as well. That's always the litmus test, I would imagine, forwards against them. They do not concede a lot of points up through the middle. And he strolled through for the match winner last week. So, huge. Doesn't get the big minutes. He sits around the 45 to 55 mark on a good week. Um, But, yeah, if if you got on him post-Origin, he's been absolutely flying. Moving on to the Seagulls. One player of interest that I wanted to speak about here, we've spoken, similar to Bateman, we've spoken to Turbo to death over the past couple of weeks. Jake Javojevic. Um... He started the season at 667000 and now he's priced close to 500000 and he has been under five hundred, I think, this year. Five-round average of less than 60 points per game. Who would have imagined that? Um, he's averaged 77 minutes per game over this time, and his PPM, this is like, he was the base king. I think he had like 65 base points per game or something last year. His PPM's down to 0.77, which is shocking. Um, you've pointed out numerous times the past couple of weeks. You can just see when he's almost playing as that first receiver a lot of the time and just passing the ball, not running it up, not getting the hit-ups, definitely not getting any attack. Um, so it's been very frustrating. Last weekend in particular, it was uh, it kind of soured Turbo's ton for me a little bit. That's it, yeah. You don't expect that from a guy like Gerbo. Like you said, Maddo, um, safest houses to lock in 60. Gerbo's always been that 70-plus guy. Um, especially leading up to this season. But for whatever reason, he just hasn't fired. Um, he hasn't got above, I think, 85 points all year. So if you look through, he scored the one try all season and set up a couple, uh, three tries to his name. His When he was at the peak in his Supercoach game, he was feeding that ball to his brother through the middle there, getting the offloads out, uh, busting the tackles, in addition to racking up you know 45 plus tackles yep. making plenty of runs throughout the game but like last week it was something crazy stat like nine of his 11 runs i think it was were below eight meters because he just gets the ball when it's not a good time to shovel it on he'll just decide oh shit better run and then the defense just eats him up doesn't yeah. break a tackle can't offload so gerbo for whatever reason is yeah a bit off the boil but you did point out, I think you and Wilf during the week, that for some reason he tends to go a little larger against the better sides. Yeah, indeed. So I did have a, a, a bit of a squeeze. Um, in the seven games against top eight sides this season, he's averaged 70 points per game. Mm. Whether that's just through the fact that he's more involved, like he's not getting taken from the field like he has uh, the last few uh, rounds, whether it was just it has to be getting through more more base, you'd, you'd think. Early season pre-origin, he was doing okay, and I think just coming out of it, he's always um, had been a bit down during and, and post-origin. But 
comes home with a wet sail for whatever reason that sail is bone dry hasn't so. been happening so if we have a look at what he's actually done this year against the those top sides um the roosters 80 points south 66 um canberra 79 uh you're looking also at south again 73 melbourne 81 and then outside of that it's all been very disappointing so um if you're going to be selecting your side based on um you know this kind of those kind of stats it's hard to fault um, I know that he uh, was very disappointing last week, but I'm I'm after putting the line through him and said I can't play him anymore. <laughs> after then going back and looking at that, I, I kind of thinking that I've just got to. Hmm. Does it change your mind if I show you that I have the reserve on him this week? Um, after, after playing Maddo over him last week, one of my rare good decisions. Well, about that'll change points. when Tamalola gets past fit. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed as a Cowboys fan that he's 100%, but if not, don't play Lolo Greeny. All right. Are you ready, JT? It's time. Ooh, it's time to pimp your fix, team. This is going to fix all my problems that I can see. A, I'm going to come back. Into so who's a, on the trade team. table? So Tavita Pangai Jr. Yep. So and how much cash do you have? Tell the folks at home. 519,400 schmackaroonies. All right. So my current front row rotation um, was... Payne Haas and Tavita Pangai, that yep. was going okay. Fifi on the bench and big Joshy Kerr. Do not have any uh, dual second roll. Right, so you so need no to trade in a front row forward. need to trade in a front row right. forward because I don't want to play for Fifi. Let's let's pick a, a, um, a interesting big bopper for you. So there we go. I was having a look at this before. So if you look at the guys who are uh, priced within that range, at the top end you've got Paul Vaughan. I can afford him with 3K to spare. So do I do the safe option? Tamo Tolman. Uh, Takiyaho, all these guys below. But let's just go to these like mid-rangers. Who we got here? Regan Campbell-Gillard. No. Alex Twole, he was doing okay at the start of the year. Ooh, uh, Tim Glasby. I think Liam Knight's into the starting <laughs> side this week. <laughs> uh, Dylan Napa, everyone's pick at the start of the year. Who we got there? Herman S.A.S.A. He was a gun last I week. like that one. Jay Brom. Yep. Oh, Jay Brom. What a what a blast from the past there. That's... Jesse Bromwich versus the Titans this week. Oh yeah, he does. And then the Cowboys say... next week. Right. Is this Joe this is Joe's boy, isn't it? From from way back. Look, you've got an eighty nine against the Broncos earlier year. Oh, you got an eighty one against the Rabbitohs. He can two score weeks tries, ago. mate. He's got he's, he's got uh, tries coming right. out of his ass. Stuff you, Paul yeah. Vaughan. We're going Jay Brom. Big. <laughs> this is my one storm player. Said I didn't have any. He's the one. Ever I guarantee sixteen players out of the seventeen will score tries on the weekend. Jay Brom will not. That's just if I can bet on that, sports bets. All right, so we've we've pimped your team, mate. Congratulations. So it's all going to be green arrows from you here, Captain Morgo. Morgo, what are you, Captain Brom? (laughs) Nah, can't because Morgo will go. Do it, do it. Morgo's sticking with you three more weeks. Anyway, Um, okay, that is it for the round twenty-three preview. Um, Thanks, guys, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Really appreciate it. Busy week ahead on the site and weekend as uh, the head-to-head finals are well and truly underway right now. We've only got three weeks left at the end of the season. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for it to end and move into finals. Your Broncos are in the top eight. You're near the top 1K, whatever it is. I should be the one that's waiting for this season oh, bloody just, end. But no, I've decided I'm going to play EPL Fantasy, which I seem I'm to be just a bit over the there. Tuesday, Wednesday night double. It's, <laughs> that's all. Oh, we're going to miss these date nights. But yeah, we've got NFL. I'm trying to be roped into that. I have no idea about that game. But I can't do another. I can't do this fantasy stuff all year. Got to have a break. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And JT, thank you. Yeehaw. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.